Hello and welcome to The Widow Podcast. I am your host, Karen Sutton, The Widow Coach. I am a widow, a mum, a health coach, a life coach and grief coach. I want to help you see that you really can create something truly meaningful after loss. You have everything you need within you and I want to help you find it so you can see how capable and amazing you really are. Helping you find a more positive way through your grief. And welcome back to the Widow Podcast. It's so lovely to have you joining me again. So this week, I wanted to talk to you about positive grieving. Now, this is this is something I talk about a lot um, because I think we are able to find a more positive way through our grieving journey. Now, when I say this, I can feel a lot of people almost recalling in in the way of how can you use the word grieving and positive in the same sentence and I get it I really get it you you know like it's it's such an awful experience you know it fills us with with despair and fear our world has been completely and utterly shattered how on earth are we supposed to do this positively? I get it. It doesn't make a lot of sense when all you can see is pain and heartache. But it is possible, okay? Now, it's not about dismissing your grief or minimizing it. On the contrary, you you know, grief is hard work and it has to be felt. And we can't work our way through our grief just relying on time alone to lessen the pain. That doesn't work. We can't use positivity in a way of let's ignore what's going on for us. Let's focus on feeling good. Let's do things that always make us feel better. Let's ignore what feels bad. That's not what positive grieving means. It's about learning how to support yourself mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, in the best way that you can. Because as a society, this is not something that comes naturally to us. We're not very good at meeting our needs. I don't believe that it's something we're taught how to do. I don't think it's something that is even regarded as necessary. But it is it is so important. It is vital in life. Bring grief into it. We, we need to learn how to do that in order to find our way through it in a much more positive way. You know, life, life can be difficult and it throws many challenges at us. And we keep pushing and we keep pushing ourselves. You know, we expect a lot from ourselves and from others. They're often unrealistic expectations. And we rarely stop in a moment to notice the good. We're always kind of thinking of the next thing, the next moment, the the, the next plan that we have in place. And learning to just be still in any given moment is a skill. 
that I think we could all benefit from learning to do a little bit more. Plus, we're our own worst enemies, aren't we? We criticise and we judge ourselves all the time. We never feel like we're good enough. We never feel like we're doing it right. We always think we should be doing better or we should be somewhere else. We're always beating ourselves up for the things we have or we haven't done or the things we said or didn't say. It's relentless, that, that inner critic going on and on in our heads. Through my, my re-empowered widow method, method, which I have developed myself using my own experience, using my learnings from the courses that I've been on through grief, and through my understanding of what works for the widows and the time that I've been doing what I'm doing and, and just seeing what helps, what's needed and, and how we can re-empower ourselves. Because it's not just about empowering ourselves. We were empowered before our world was obliterated. We were, we were strong, independent women with, with a life that worked, that we were independent in, that we had goals in. And, it, and I'm not saying it was perfect. Nothing's perfect. But we were doing all right. And then our person dies. And we suddenly feel very lost, very vulnerable, very exposed, like we have absolutely zero control over anything in our lives because nothing looks the same anymore. So it's not just about empowering you. It's about re-empowering you. It's about learning a new way. And within this, this method that I've created, I have my three pillars, which help you take back your control and find a more positive way through your grief. Now, the three pillars are relearn, because I truly believe we have to relearn a whole new way of thinking and being. It's almost like we have to unlearn everything we thought we knew up to that point and relearn a new way because everything is so different now. Reconnect. We need to learn to reconnect with ourselves. Who are we? What do we value? Where are we heading? Where do we fit in in life? We have to reconnect with our person as much as they're no longer here in the physical sense. Our love for them is still there and we have to create those continuing bonds with them. We've got to reconnect with the world around us. And sometimes we have to reconnect with the people in our lives because our relationships are so deeply affected. And then we've got to reimagine a future. We've got to recreate something that can feel meaningful and purposeful after loss. And by working on all those three areas and bringing them together, that helps us to feel more in control. We understand ourselves better. We understand how to care for ourselves better and how to find a more positive way through our grieving journey. And it's not that there is one right way to do this. It's about finding your way because we will all do this very differently. We are unique. All of us are unique, you, you know, and this is why there isn't a guidebook for grief because there is, there is no right or wrong way. There is no timeline. 
And it's learning how to reconnect with yourself, understand your needs, understand what works and what doesn't, creating that that awareness around your your thoughts, your habits, your behaviours. And bringing in more of what does work and, and sort of reducing what doesn't and learning to tap into to your instincts your your body will guide you it knows the way and it's learning how to to listen to that and and what works but it's also understanding that you don't have to be perfect at it no one is perfect at it nobody has got this nailed I haven't got this nailed (laughs) like I still I have moments where where my inner critic creeps in and I give myself a really hard time. I have moments where I feel desperately guilty for the life that I have and the things that I do and the fact that Simon's not here and, and I am and I get a second chance at life, at happiness, at, at having my own family. That's difficult. And the, the guilt, the guilt comes it's, it's not about pushing it away. I still get scared. I still feel fear. I still doubt myself at times. I still feel desperately sad. There's so much. And, and it's, it's kind of understanding that we're not aiming to get to a point where we have everything in order, that we never have a negative thought, that we never feel sad again, that the guilt is completely eradicated, that nothing scares us, we can take on the world, we do everything right. That's just, that's not realistic and it's not achievable. It's more about learning how to nurture yourself through this in the best way that you can you're going to get it wrong. You're going to do things that don't work. You're going to do things that you might think, or maybe I shouldn't have done that. (laughs) I mean, I've certainly made a number of questionable choices in my grieving journey. And I used to give myself a really hard time for it. But I did what I did at the time to the best of my ability. And I have to understand that I'm not a bad person. You know, I'm not out to intentionally hurt anyone or do stupid things, but I'm not perfect. And sometimes I do things that aren't aligned with who I am as a person. Sometimes I don't behave in in a great way. But what I can do is recognize it. It's, It's kind of, you know, spend time in a moment thinking, why did I do what I did? Could I have done it differently? What was going on for me at that time? And just learning to understand myself better. Because ultimately, I think that's all we can ever do is learn to understand ourselves better. What is really going on for us? You know, when do you ever take the time to just stop and think about you and how you're feeling? We were talking in one of my groups the other week. And somebody said they had never spent so much time thinking about how they felt and what was going on for them than they did in their grief. And God, how true is that? I have never spent so much time thinking about my thoughts, my feelings, my emotions than I have since Simon died in my grieving journey. Actually, as difficult as it's been, And as hard as it's been, because it is, it's hard work. It's not easy. It's not easy to face everything that you go through. 
it has taught me so much. It has taught me so much about me, myself, my life, what I desire, what I need to help me feel fulfilled, things I didn't know before. It's, it's revealed parts of me I didn't know existed that I don't think I ever would have discovered. Maybe I would have done, I don't know. But it's, it's, it's allowing yourself that time and space to do the things that you need to do to get you through your grieving journey. Because it's a lifelong journey. This isn't something that you kind of get to the end of six months, a year, two years, five years, 10 years and go, okay, all sorted. I'm cured. I'm over it. (laughs) It's finished. You know, your, your person has had a significant impact on your life. They have been in your life. Maybe for, for a, a short time and let's face it it never feels like a long enough time is it whether it's been six months six years or, or or 35 years it never feels like enough time we're never ready to to say goodbye but your person has been in your life for the amount of time they've been in it for and they have helped shape the person you have become today and they have left memories and marks on our our hearts that we never we never want to erase why would we so it's learning to remember our person honor our person stay connected to them but also allow ourselves to to move through our grief you know and I think sometimes there's there's a belief that the only way we can stay connected to our person is in the pain and again I get it I totally get it you know, it. I was very fearful of the pain going in its entirety because I'd got to a point where I thought I quite like the pain. I like it. It, it kind of keeps me connected to Simon. It keeps me in my grief. It, it allows me to honour him. But that thought wasn't serving me. It was keeping me in a place of huge discomfort and actually, once I gave myself permission to actually remember with more love than pain, yeah, it felt weird. It did feel weird. But actually, it made me realize that I can stay connected to Simon through the love. It doesn't always have to be through the pain. And that's not to say there is no pain. Of course there is. You know, and I think there'll always be moments where, where there'll be, be sadness and, and hurt. But there are also a lot of moments of of good, of gratitude, of of hope, of optimism and allowing myself to lean into those as well. What we don't want to do is confuse positive grieving with toxic positivity. We don't have to be happy all the time. And, you know, there's a a a kind of it's a bit of a buzzword isn't it toxic positivity you know always kind of bright siding someone always looking for the silver linings always trying to kind of you know push away the the feelings that are heavier and saying things like come on you can do this focus on the good don't focus on the bad be strong get back up be resilient be confident you can do this um he wouldn't want you to be sad she wouldn't want you to feel like this and it's kind of 
as much as those things are true and there's a time and a place for them, we have to allow time and space for the hurt, for the sadness, for the despair. It's all part of it. And that is all part of finding a more positive way through your grief, learning how to nurture yourself through the lows, through the challenges, through the the, the difficult parts of it, because they're there. My God, they're there. But also allowing yourself the highs, the good, the joy, because that's there too. It is there. But we often block ourselves from having it because it's not right. We're being disloyal. You know, I talk about this a lot in in, in my grief podcast, my guilt, sorry, guilt in grief podcast, Um, because, you you know, guilt is, is huge. And it really does hold us in in a very uncomfortable place. So, you know, it's it's kind of wanting to learn how we can support ourselves in a much kinder, compassionate way. Because we're often not coming from a place of, of kindness and compassion. It's leaning into what works. You know, what do you need in this moment? We're often asking ourselves the wrong questions, like why me? Why do I feel like this? What's going on? I'm being so silly. I don't understand it. And and kind of, I guess, accepting that the, the feelings and emotions that you're experiencing are neither good nor bad. They are all necessary and they are all a valid part of your grieving journey. And instead of questioning why things are showing up for you all the time and what are you doing wrong and why am I feeling like this? What do you need in this moment? And if we can just sit in that question, the answer will come. You might need to to find, go out and seek joy and fun and find it because we need it. We can't sit in our grief all the time. You might need to find a way to connect with your person. You might need to spend some time with a a good friend or or family member. You might need to get out in nature, nature, journal, meditate, exercise, eat some good food, sleep, rest. You know, there's so many things that we can do for ourselves, that nourish us in our journey. But it's, it's, it's giving ourselves a time and space to discover what they are. So lean into what feels right for you in any given moment. You know how to do this. Your body knows how to grieve. You want to survive this. You want to get through it. So you will figure that out. You may not have all the answers at this very moment, but they will come. They will come in time. Don't expect too much of yourself. Learn to to slow down and and give yourself that that time and and space to to do what you need to do to get through, through the grieving process. Learn to be your own best friend. Come from a place of compassion. If you're feeling rubbish, lean into it. Again, we've got to find a healthy way of expressing our feelings and our thoughts. If you're feeling good, allow that. Give yourself permission to have fun, to feel good. 
to, to, to experience joy doesn't take anything away from you. It doesn't diminish your love or your loss. Again, it's all a necessary part of your grieving journey. Focus on the good that you still have in your life. It is always there, always. And some days it might be tiny. You know, that good might be tiny. It might be, I managed to get up out of bed and make a cup of tea. You know, it might be the sun shining. It might be a rainbow. It might be a bird singing in the garden. Other days, it might be that you experienced something amazing and you had a great time. It's still there. The good is still there. Notice it. Appreciate it. Understand the duality of grief. Life can be ugly and messy, hard and dark, chaotic and complicated. But at the same time, it can hold moments of joy, hope, gratitude and optimism. We have to learn to honour both. And they are both necessary in our journeys. In order for us to find a more positive way through it, we've got to become comfortable with all of that. And sometimes that, you know, happy and sad can show up in any one moment. You know, a lot of things become very bittersweet. And again, it's allowing time and space for both. One doesn't diminish the other. One doesn't take away from the other. Both can be true. And it's learning to understand that, to acknowledge that and be okay with it. As I've said, feelings and emotions are neither good nor bad. They just are. It's your response to what shows up that counts, not what is showing up. Often when feelings of heaviness, sadness, fear show up, our response can be to push them away, to berate ourselves, to criticise ourselves, to push through it, to ignore it, bury it, not deal with it. That, that is not going to help you. Get curious about it. Why is it there? What's showing up for you? What's at the root of it? And what do you need to help yourself work through it, to face that, to sit with it? And it's learning not to turn away from what is painful. You know, as I've just said, we we really do have to work through it. And my God, is it hard work? You know, it's it's the hardest work I've ever done for sure. Um, it's scary. It's exhausting. And sometimes it can feel easier to just sit in it and not work through it, to maybe ignore it and, and, and push it away and, and not do anything with it. Understandably, you, you know, we, we, we kind of, our instinct is to escape pain and discomfort. We will do anything. You, you know, you touch a hot stove, you're going to take your hand away from it. You see a fire, you're going to run in the other direction. You, you know, somebody's running to attack you or, you know, the saber-toothed tiger, you're going to run. You're going to run. Because that's what we're designed to do, escape danger. And for us, pain and despair and grief can feel dangerous. It's scary and we don't want to face it. So we almost have to fight our instincts. But 
that won't allow you to move through it. And it's through doing the work, getting curious, exploring it, learning how to nurture yourself through this in a more positive way that you will find your way through your healing journey. And that's not to say you're going to get to a point where you're healed. It's a lifelong journey. So learn how to nurture yourself through it. Learn how to do it in a more positive way. Don't think that positive means perfect. Don't think that positive means that you can't be sad. Don't think that positive means that there's a a right or a wrong way. There is only your way. And we have got to learn how to find our own way through it in the most positive way that we can, taking full responsibility for our journey, but also reaching out and leaning on others for, for support where we need it. Be your own cheerleader. Recognize how amazing you are. Because you really, really are. None of this is easy. And the fact that you're even listening to this right now shows that you want to find your way through this. And that is incredible. That's something to be proud of. So, you know, as much as I want you to find a more positive way through this, I really do, because because I know it's possible. I've done it for myself and I've helped others do it. It is 100 percent possible. But don't. Don't get tied up in knots thinking that means that you have to be perfect. There's no such thing. And if you are striving for a place of perfection and learning how to grieve in a perfect way, you're never going to to achieve any sort of peace or contentment in your life because it's just not how it works. So learn how to support yourself. Learn how to, to find a more positive way through your grief but don't aim for perfection. You are perfect just as you are, perfectly imperfect. I shall leave that with you and I will very much look forward to seeing you on the next episode of The Widow Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening today on The Widow Podcast. If you would like to find out more about how I can help you, please visit my website, www.karensutton.co.uk. I would love to help you find your way forward to a brighter future. So get in touch, let's have a conversation and let's help you take back control and find a more positive way through your grief. I look forward to hearing from you.